and George Washington in that order. Fourth place went to Theodore Roosevelt and fifth to Thomas Jefferson. Trump also took the award for being the most polarizing of the ranked presidents in this year's poll. And in weather today in Washington, D.C., it is 42 degrees and sunny. For WPFW News in Washington and WBAI in New York, I'm Sue Goodwin. Good afternoon, Washington, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, wherever you are tuned in. You are listening to Taking Action here on WPFW 89.3 FM in Washington, D.C. My name is Daniel Del Pielago, and as always, thank you for tuning in and thank you for your support. This afternoon, we have residents and um, allies of the Museum Square tenants who have been fighting a long fight for affordable housing and for preserving culture here in the District of Columbia. We'll talk about their uh, work. But before I introduce uh, our guest, I want to remind folks that we are still in our winter drive. I've got a goal of $500 to raise this afternoon. If you value this type of programming, if you value hearing straight from the people working to make this city a fairer city, a more affordable city, consider making a donation. Any amount helps. You can call 202-588-9739. Outside of the area, you can call 1-800-222-9739. Or you can always go online to wpfwfm.org to make your donation. We thank you in advance, $500. We've got an hour to do it. I hope somebody will help us out. I hope many folks will help us out um, to get to that goal. As mentioned, we are joined by both tenants and supporters of Museum Square, a building located um, very close, if not in uh, the heart of China, uh, DC's Chinatown. Um, and I'd like to uh, for them to introduce themselves. Ms. Watson, do you want to get us started with introductions? Oh, go right ahead. Oh, I think we are having a hard time hearing you. I don't, I see you're off mute, but um, if you all want to work that out, maybe I'll ask Ren, Ren to introduce herself. Hi, Daniel. Thank you for having us. Um, I'm Ren Lee. I am a local community activist, advocate, and artist, and I am here as um, a member of the Save Chinatown Solidarity Network in DC. It is a newly formed group um, led by BIPOC community members, and our main focus is to support working class and racial equity rights across the city and ensure that residents can remain in their homes and businesses with dignity and communities of color. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Ron. Uh, Ms. Watson, do you want to try again? Vera Watson, the president of of the Tenant Association of Museum Square. And uh, we just fighting the, the exercise our rights. And it's been a long fight and we're still fighting. And we want uh, to see something, a good outcome on this with the, the owners and the residents of Museum Square. Thank you so much, Ms. Watson. I know you all have been leading a very strong and very uh, necessary fight. So thank you for the work you've done so far. Um, and we have another resident uh, president, I, 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 excuse me, present, 
I believe we'll have a translator help. Um, go ahead, sir. Oh, and you all are on mute again.那么好像赶我们走嘛然后呢会有我们压力很大我们呢当然一直抗争呢然后他们呢那个东西也是要坏掉了打不及时修理了好像电梯呢那个也是电梯一个坏的然后就不做了现在呢那么电梯我先翻
the the owners have the option to either renew the contract or to not renew the contract. In this case, they decided to not renew the contract, and that led to a lot of issues um, for residents. Ms. Watson, um, Mr. Dye, you can you talk to us a little bit about that? Oh. Well, when the owners popped out of, out of Section 8 on us, we... Um, Oop, you went on mute. <laughs> We all, we all came together and um is it yeah mr die anything to add to that you know when you heard that the uh the owner would not renew the uh section 8 contract how did that affect the residents房东记不记得每个单位十年前都有就是房屋券然后十年前他们就说我们要把这些房屋券取消了你们记不记得就是所以就是他想知道十年前对这个房东的决定对你们有什么影响 um, so when that was happening, um, residents were given a lot of pressure to, and, and they began, and that, that's when the residents began to move um, to other buildings that really they, they didn't want to move to, uh, or places they didn't want to move to. Thank you for that. Um, and uh, the... Yeah, the owners offered some of the resident money to move. Thank you for that. Yeah, and, and, and you know, this is not anything different than what we've heard happening in the district for many, many years now. Um, you know, back in the in the day, as it were, most people who entered into these contracts, most landlords would renew their contracts. But as cities began to gentrify and there was money to be extracted from these buildings where they said, OK, well, before we had, you know, some sure federal money, now we're going to take our chance on the market uh, because, you know, the city is gentrifying so rapidly they saw dollar signs and and obviously that's what's behind the push out here as you say you know there was the non-renewal of contracts the um offering of money for people to move out and then of course there's some serious conditions issues can you talk to us a little bit about the conditions issues that exist in your building as i understand it it's a 300 plus unit building but only a small percentage is occupied currently. Wow. Wow. And, and what are some of the conditions? I know I've heard some of the, the, the elevator, I think, as you mentioned earlier, um, but do they provide the same level of attention, you know, that they did back when it was fully occupied? Or have you seen a decline in the conditions um, and the care at, the, at your building? And decline in the care of the building since this went on. Wow. Wow. Okay. 然后他也想知道就是他们是不是慢慢就是不要修理了就是要要给你们多多的压力搬走 
Um, so there are uh, elevators on each side of our building, um, and they used to do a better job of fixing it. But um, over the years, they've decided, okay, it's it's we're just not going to fix this. Um, uh, it's not worth it for us to fix it. Yeah, as you mentioned, you know, this is a common ploy of many landlords is to intentionally, um, you know, not provide the same level of care. So the building falls into further disrepair as with any physical building. If you don't maintain it, it falls into disrepair. Um, but um, and, and that's what we're seeing here and, and across the city, to be honest, in many other properties now. You all have not just accepted that, though, and this is why I was so excited to have you all on the air, because you all have led a valiant fight to say, no, this is not fair. What happened a little later on after the announcement, as I understand it, of Museum Square's uh, Section 8 contract not being renewed is that in 2014, your building went up for sale. It was being offered through the TOPA process, which is the Tenant Opportunity to Purchase Act in this city. Uh, if a building goes up for sale, the owner uh, who is trying to sell it first has to offer it to residents who can work to either purchase it themselves if they've got millions of dollars, or they can work um, you know, with a developer they've identified to uh, essentially assign their rights and work together to uh, to purchase the building. So it's actually a really good law for DC residents. However, there were some issues at play here. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that. Price was too high and they didn't want us to exercise our rights. So we took them to court and we won. Wow, yeah, as I understand it, um, the courts found in your favor, the courts basically said the price is inflated. It's not the actual value. The owners were trying to sell it for $250 million. Um, and what you all were able to find is that the actual cost was around $70 million. So, you know, that was a, a, a great victory for residents because shortly after that, the city council passed the law that allows tenant to obtain an independent appraisal of the property where they live uh, if that property is going to be demolished or replaced with non-residential space um, how did that make you all feel when you won this victory um, of you know both the courts and the city council saying wait a second there's something wrong with this process um, any any insights on that Go right ahead, Ms. Watson. Hey, made us feel we feel great about that. Um early uh <笑>记不记得我不记得我觉得<笑><笑> I don't know. Uh, yeah. um, it, it, it felt 
great. Even though we are low income, um, we felt that we had the support of the community, the DC community, um, to fight for justice, um, even though we are low income. Thank you so much for that. And I mean, I think, you know, that's a huge victory and a testament to what, you know, residents, tenants, organized tenants in this city can do if they don't accept what, you know, these landlords and owners are trying to do, because not only, uh, you know, was it a kind of a big immediate victory for you all, but it really is helping tenants around the city uh, as, as we move forward. Uh, so I want to thank you all for that work you have done. Um, it really is meaningful work uh, and results here in the city. Um, let me take a second, though, to remind folks that we are in our winter drive. I have a goal of $500 left to raise. As you are listening, we are having a conversation with residents of Museum Square in D.C.'s uh, Chinatown. We are hearing from Chinese-speaking residents. We are hearing from longtime D.C. residents who are here saying, we've been fighting. We continue to fight uh, for what's fair, for what's just. And, um, you know, we are wishing them the best in their struggle uh, to stay in the city. That's what it really is all about and to stay housed. Um, if you value listening to this kind of programming, if you value uh, WPFW as the platform that allows us to be able to do this, please consider making a donation. We've got a goal, as I mentioned, of $500. You can call 202-588-9739, 800-222-9739 if you're outside of the area, or wpfwfm.org to make your online donation. These are the folks that are making history, right? These are the folks that are affecting change, actually changing laws, y'all. These group of people help to change laws uh, here in the district that benefit residents, not that oppress residents, but that actually benefit residents. So this is, once again, the type of programming that we try to uplift and hold here uh, during these uh, every Tuesday from 1 to 2 p.m. We've been doing it for several years, and we hope to continue to do this, bringing you as I like to say, the people who put their shoulder to the wheel, who say, we're going to do something about this issue. So once again, I want to encourage you to consider making a donation. It certainly will help us out. 202-588-9739, 800-222-9739, or wpfwfm.org. Thank you so much. Um, Ren, I want to... Uh, shift here uh, to talk with you a little bit about kind of where we are now, right? Um, we've heard some of the, the great history of, of, the, of the, the building and the organizing that's happened there. Um, however, we've come to somewhat of an impasse in a sense that unfortunately the residents were unable to exercise their TOPA uh, rights. Um, so, you know, what is the kind of cumulative effect of that? What what has that resulted into now? Um, if you could talk to us a little bit about that. Sure. Um, well, as mentioned, I think there is, has always been, you know, the solidarity across the city of folks that are finding, fighting um, irresponsible gentrification and really the displacement of our working class families and individuals. And I think for me, I guess a little more personally, um, as someone within the API community, Asians have been in this continent since the 1500s. Um, it's not a history that we're often taught, but you know, DC's Chinatown, like all other Chinatowns around the country, uh, these immigrant enclaves, um, they've really been a space of safety, community, cultural expression for immigrants from the dawn of the country um, where anti-Asian racism and violence, you know, you think about the 1882 Exclusion Act to present day and what's happening in these Chinatowns is that they're being dismantled and they are quintessential parts and fabrics of Americana. It is not separate. It is part of America. It is part of DC. So what do we mean when we say Chinatown is on the brink of erasure? Um, these are not issues that are new. 
Chinatown's community, as you saw here with Museum Square, they have been fighting. They have been fighting for their culture, for their belonging. They've been fighting against this displacement for decades. Um, we felt it very intensely in a first blow uh, with the construction of the Metro and the MCI Center, the Capital One Arena. And from what we can count, Chinatown and DC went from 3,000 members of the Asian American community to now there are less than 300. And half of these residents are here in Museum Square. You heard from Ms. Watson and Mr. Dow that 75% of the building has been emptied even after winning in court. So there are other tactics and there will always be some way to manipulate the situation and, and harm our residents. So um, I think it's very timely right now to say that as there is interest and money being poured into Chinatown, into developing downtown, these task forces talking about the progress here, this is not progress for everyone. So if the mayor is pouring money and creating these, these groups to really ensure development, we ask for responsible development. And that cannot erase the residents that have been entrenched and created a space that has been culturally rich, despite the ripping of these fabrics in the community. Thank you for that context, Ren. I mean, I think it's really important for us to to realize and take action when these cultural neighborhoods, institutions are are threatened. Because as you mentioned, as the way, you know, other neighborhoods go, um, we're expecting the same for Chinatown. I'm not, I'm, I'm always clear because I don't want to get into some mess with DC, real longtime DC residents, but I'm always, uh, I've been here for a while and I've always enjoyed, I've seen the changes that have occurred in Chinatown. I remember going to the, New Year celebrations and, you know, just in general, enjoying Chinatown and over the past couple of decades, seeing how much it's changed. And recently I was in the neighborhood. I was um, at a meeting uh, in a building very close to it. And I started looking around and I realized, wow, like what a number gentrification has done on that neighborhood where you see this last building. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, which was built in the 1980s, is still standing, standing strong. However, all around it are these new, you know, these the the new style that we see in the city, all these glass and metal uh, buildings. Um, so you can definitely see the difference. And, you know, for, for the residents, of course, and for many others who support them, the importance of holding on to this um, almost, you know, I hate to say, but this last vestige, last enclave of what existed here uh, in that in this part of the city. I know you all recently held an action, uh, I believe, about two weekends ago. Uh, can you talk to us a little bit about Ren? You know what 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 happened there? What what was discussed? Um, yes, the uh, hope for that. Um, Daniel, you're you're absolutely right. Sometimes I joke the only thing Chinese about Chinatown now are the Chinese letters that translate, and it's it's form, not substance. Um, some of the chopstick fonts that you might see around the city and the gate. Uh, it's it is incredibly sad. And so as we enter the new lunar new year, the year of the dragon, we have the 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 parade, the lunar new year parade. And uh, we knew our council members uh, from Brook Pinto uh, to Mendelssohn and also the, our mayor was going to be there. We knew the task force would be there. And um, the, the asks from the tenants and the community members has really been, been ignored. Um, there have been, I think, promises of meetings which never came to fruition. And so we thought as we, again, form over substance, celebrate, Lunar New Year, and it is incredibly important to do so. It's not just about the dragon dancing. It's not just about marching through the streets. What does it mean to celebrate diversity? What does it mean to celebrate the Lunar New Year together in Chinatown and DC? What does it mean for progress? So uh, a group of us decided what is more important to talk about than the actual entrenched lives and community members situated in Chinatown and hear from them. And so it was a way for us to come and group together, talk about 
this as really a synecdoche of of harm that's that's happening um, citywide, and and so um, a group of advocates along with our residents decided to really um, urge the mayor to take a letter, which had outlined three asks. One was to please have an open town hall or conversation with the remaining residents of Chinatown, especially as we welcome the new year. Mm-hmm. Two would be to help, you know, really have some kind of accountability for the conditions, the negligence coming from the landlord, which is causing bodily and psychological harm and the displaced community members. Um, and then third, create a pathway to support the group so that this is not forever, that there is a way to say we can safely stay and remain in place in our community, especially as you form and pour money and resources into this neighborhood. Thank you for that. Yeah. And, you know, as as, as I've been doing some research here and just looking at what's happening in the city, you know, this story is not... Um, it is actually very similar to what's happening in Southeast DC, for example, at Marbury Plaza, what's happening uh, in Northwest DC um, with an, another property uh, that I, I just today, I was speaking to a resident who let me know that her building is in a very similar situation where the owners, you know, are, have not, um, you know, they've been able to get around the TOPA um, rights for, for residents residents are slowly uh, being pushed out in one way or another. So it is, a, you know, a continued effort, once again, you know, to push longtime district residents, low-income residents, residents of color, immigrant immigrants, you know, and, and basically say, no, you can't stay here anymore. You know, here, you, you can go somewhere else, but you can't stay here where you've established roots and um, your culture. I just want to ask the, the the residents: How did they feel about the the action recently? Was it something um, that you all felt uh, maybe gave you a little more energy to keep fighting? Because I know this can be a, a a long fight. Talk to us about that. Yes, I felt good about it, and I hope and it gave us more energy to keep continue fighting. Wonderful. Uh,你们来先抗议,呃,有什么想法,就是,就是有的时候你们有多一点的,呃,精神,或是,就是你对,你们对这个抗议的活动有什么感觉?啊,我们感觉嘛,啊,我们也受到那个各方面的那个帮
about the impact that this, you know, doubling, almost tripling of the 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 size there would have on this uh, on the neighborhood. Yes, and um, certainly the the residents can add color, but even after winning the fight in court in 2016, um, Bush companies continues, you know, their kind of parade of greed, and exactly as you said, the the luxury development that's being planned. Um, there is no real concern of the community members and the displacement of of those, you know, seventy percent plus of the residents has happened since they've been planning for this luxury rebuild. Um, the residents, you know, against all odds, have found a a path forward where they found another developer who would be willing to purchase the building at the fair market value um, and. The problem with a lot of projects that really have the slogan of affordable housing, um, to me, as as a, a guise to really create those luxury apartments, is often that the entrenched residents get moved out. They're displaced at first. When you think of low income, uh, the barriers to movement, mobility, the importance of community where they know who to go to. If you know, I hear stories of so and so you know, doesn't have a job right now, we're going to make sure we do mutual aid and drop off food. We know Miss so-and-so needs to go see the doctor because she, she, you know, her, she pulls her back. We're going to make sure she gets that. This is why it's so important for these communities to stay together. And so when they are displaced, even with the promise of returning after a luxury apartment is, is completed, that harm is irreversible. And the majority of these displaced members often never can return. And it's lost. Communications is lost. You know, they're not just a phone call away. There's not just an email away. So um, it, it, it's forever. And so we want to ensure that that doesn't happen. And this third party, this developer that has been found and, and really discussed and, and agreed to um, would build in place a, a building that would house all of the residents and also ensure that many of the, the members that have been displaced can come back and also have a separate building. Um, these are the very urgent and very, you know, just cogent uh, solutions that can that are on the table that we would like our council members and our mayor to come and, and discuss with us. We think there are, there's ample, you know, kind of taxpayer money that should be going towards these efforts. And it's not a handout. It's very reasonable. It also ensures that there is, you know, the the so-called progress that's being sought by by many of these pro-development um, entities. So there could be a path forward. There's a lot of goodness that can happen in these gray areas that that are are, are you know come to fruition when when they're discussed. The problem here is Despite all this fighting, despite all of the people power, despite all of this energy, we are not being heard. We're not being asked to come and, and speak together. That's right. Ms. Watson, Mr. Dai, how, you know, how do you all feel about what the owners want to do um, with the building? And, you know, how do you think it would affect you personally? Tamanchuva 那麼如果說再建一個再建好那個building,然後呢我們暫時在外面先租下,然後他建好我們暫辦回來還可以了。So if we could work with our chosen developer um, to uh, realize that 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 plan um that Ren just discussed uh that would be very good for us um so that ta shang zhao uh just if bang dong ta men ta men de ji hua ta men bu shang yao ni men 
找到就是不不想要不想我们放回来。对对对，所以你们对这个有什么想法？我们对这个想法就是说，如果不想让我们放回来，那我们离开这个社区，我们就不愿意啊。嗯、um, ，So they the the owners they don't want that to happen. They don't want us to be able to come back here and stay here. Um, but this is our home. And we do not want to live, leave our community.、Uh, we want to stay. That's right. Thank you so much. And、um, I just want to break in again and say, first of all, I want to say thank you to Ming. Ming in Arlington says thank you, local advocate and advocates and activists. I appreciate Empower DC for giving issues and guests the platform. Keep going, PFW. Thank you, Ming. That means so much. We've got our first donation. I hope others can help us get to our goal. Uh, as I mentioned, of five hundred dollars. If you can help us out, give us a call two zero two five eight eight nine seven three nine eight hundred two 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 nine seven three nine, or you can go online to wpfwfm dot org. As you're hearing from our guests this afternoon, these are unfortunately issues that are playing themselves out throughout the city. We've seen an onslaught. Of gentrification over the past several decades,、and、guess what, y'all is still happening, and it's happening to、uh, these communities that are, you know, have have in a sense lost ground, right? Like this community we're talking about, Museum Square. It is one of the last vestiges of the Chinese community in Chinatown. It is last one of the last vestiges of affordable housing in an area that folks. Enjoy living in where they are able to, you know, close to metro, close to other resources, and many folks get、uh, displaced and moved out of this area that you know that really affects their day to day lives, and as we heard, their physical and mental well being. So here on taking action, our part of our goal is to create a platform for district residents. To speak about what's going on, for them to let you know what's really happening in the city, who's doing it, right? And then, where we're going to shift our conversation is how can we help? How can we help and support residents? These are the real goals of this show, and we are honored and thankful that WPFW,、um, you know, creates this platform、uh, for not only us to be able to to do this, but for many other programs to bring you this type of. Uh, programming and of course the wonderful music that you hear here on WPFW. So if you value this wonderful resource that is WPFW, this platform where we can learn about what's happening in this city and how you can get involved, give us a call two zero two five eight eight nine seven three nine eight hundred two 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 nine seven three nine if you're out of the area. Or you can always go online to wpfwfm.org to make your secure online donation. We really do need your help.、Um, this will likely be the last time we ask you until our next drive. I'll be honest about that. But、uh, this is your last chance to donate. Uh, the, uh, you know, this week. So please, if you can, at least to our show, if you can, please consider making that donation. We would really. Uh, be thankful, and、um, and we really do need it. So once again, two zero two five eight eight nine seven three nine or wpfwfm dot org. As we begin to wrap up the show here,、um, I want to talk、uh, to you all a little bit about you know where does the work go from here.、Uh, once again, although there have been. Um, you know some setbacks in a sense. the 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 residents at Museum Square have、uh, really, first of all, shine the light on the very real issues that exist in this city for for renters. Have won some significant victories that have benefited and will continue to benefit residents. So you know, for those who care about affordable housing, for those who care about people in general, about culture, about holding on. To what makes this a great city to live in,、um, you know, we we need to show them some support. Ren, can you talk to us a little bit about, you know, where do we go from here? What 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 do we need to do? 
if folks want to support and uh, and and support your organization, become part of your organization, how can they do that so we can um, lend a hand to the residents of Museum Square? Yeah, thank you. Um, so um, most directly, if you are are interested in getting involved or at least having information of what's going on, um, we have a link tree for Museum Square um, itself. It's uh, it's linktr, so L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Museum Square Solidarity. That's linktr dot E-E slash Museum Square Solidarity. We also have a LinkedIn presence, Save Museum Square. And then um, the Save DC, uh, Save Chinatown Solidarity Network, which I am part of, we are putting together um, a website, um, and so we'll have that presence coming together soon with some other infrastructure on how folks can get involved. But I would really recommend um, if you could go to that link tree, sign the petition, and, and stay informed um, with with the the form fill. And um, I think it's it would be negligent not to again relate that so many times in. American history and just kind of the ways that we operate and think about uh, what it means to belong in this community or DC or America is separate from the Chinese communities or the immigrant communities or the, you know, BIPOC communities that are often not talked about. And this issue of Chinatown and Museum Square specifically is not isolated. This is part of what's happening across the country to all Chinatowns, but also all enclaves of working class communities, low income communities. So there is urgency here. And there's also pathways forward because people are empowered and people have been winning, as we saw in the history um, as uh, that you talked about, Daniel. And we need people power more than ever. We need to hold accountable our, our, our elected officials because there are paths. There's many solutions um, that can be um, used to support pathways to to keep people in place. Um, I think there's a distinction of retaining and protecting historic affordable housing versus these slogans of new affordable housing, which end up displacing the communities and bringing in new folks. And these are death sirens, and we have to understand how to navigate form from substance. And so... I encourage everyone, DC-wide, everywhere, that cares about protecting low-income, entrenched communities, not to see this as isolated to AAPI or Chinatown, but as something that we have to fight against um, across the city and across the country. Wonderful. Thank you. And folks, make sure to reach out and see how you can support. Ms. Watson, you have a petition, not you alone, but you and your fellow uh Tenants, residents, neighbors have a petition. Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yes, the petition is actually for the mayor to hear our voices. And how can folks access that petition? Do you are you able to share that with us? Or maybe Ren, do you have the website that Ren shared? Wonderful. So let's make sure, uh, Ren, if you would give us that one more time, just so we. Um, you know, folks can help Ms. Watson and her neighbors out. How can folks sign the petition? Yes, please. If you are on um, Instagram, I, I said LinkedIn, but I meant Instagram. Um, please find us. Uh, the the Miss um, Watson and the resident group is Save Museum Square, spelled out S Q U A R E. Save Museum Square. There is um, in the bio the link tree, and the link tree link itself is L I nktr dot ee slash museum square solidarity so that's the link tree is linktr dot ee slash save museum square it has um, the petition and the forms to get involved and some fact sheets um, and we will also be um, sharing the the uh, solidarity network uh, more widely soon as well Wonderful. And we just have a few minutes to wrap up here. Ms. Watson, Mr. Dye, as we wrap up, I, first I want to say thank you so much again for all the work you all have done. 
Uh, it's so important. And, you know, what message do you have for the mayor um, and those other folks that could help to influence what happens at Museum Square? What would you say to them if you had a chance? To help protect Museum Square and help to protect Chinatown. That's right. Uh,我们快要结束,你想要这个,我们DC的政府知道了解什么,想要DC社会了解什么。DC社会了解就是说,我们这些低收入的人也应该得到这个关心嘛,帮助,然后政府要更加重视我们这些人的情况。I would like everyone to know that, um, you know, as low-income people and immigrant people, uh, we deserve care um, and support, and that we uh, ask our government to care for us um, and to listen to what we have to say uh, when it comes to Chinatown. That's right. Thank you both so much. Thank you, Ren for the work you all are are doing. Thank you for taking the time to share with us uh, your story. I think it can be inspirational for for other folks in the fight. You can, you know, they certainly have won uh, significant victories. They're still fighting, which is a testament to their uh, fortitude uh, and longevity. And let's continue the work to ensure, um, you know, that district residents, as, as they both, the, both of the tenants have said, you know, are able to, you know, preserve their building, preserve their culture, preserve their way of life here in this city when what we uh, constantly see is push out and displacement, especially of low income residents of color. So thank you all so, so much for the work you're doing. We hope to have you back in the future with some better news, uh, some forward movements and wishing you all the best, um, you know, for the future. Um, Folks, I want to remind you just one last time, if you can, if you have enjoyed the conversation, not only this afternoon, but the conversations we try to bring to you every Tuesday afternoon, to please make a donation. We certainly could use your help. We've got $490 left to raise. I hope we can get a lot closer to our goal of 500 than that. 202-588-9739 is the number to call. Outside of the area, 1-800-222-9739 or WPFWFM.org to make your secure online donation. We want to thank Ming again for getting us on the board. That means so much. And once again, thanking the residents of Museum Square. Folks, this is something that's happening around the city. As I mentioned earlier, just earlier today, I received a call from another building in Northwest D.C. going through a very similar struggle where residents are caught up, um, not able to exercise uh, the very good rights that we have on the, the proverbial books here uh, in the district. Um, and we need to do something about that. So let's continue the work. Let's continue supporting um, the residents at Museum Square and around the city that are facing this situation. And we wish you all the best of luck. Stay tuned for the news. And then after that, uh, COVID race and democracy. Thank you all so much. Have a wonderful day. Voices and the Francis Gregory Neighborhood Library invite you to celebrate Black history through poetry from 3.30 to 5 o'clock p.m. Saturday, February 24th 
at 3660 Alabama Avenue, Southeast Washington, D.C., as they present African Americans and the Arts. Collective voices whose members are Lady Di, Sister Joy, Bernardo, and Billy O'Hara are known for their messages of social consciousness, inspiration, and empowerment. In addition to their original poetry, the celebration will also feature an exhibit by Washington area visual artist Jason Keene and conclude with a book signing. This event is free and open to all ages. WPFW, building a better world, one broadcast at a time. Good afternoon. For WPFW Washington and WBAI New York, I'm Darnia Samuels. Here are some headlines for this hour. Today, a 15-member Security Council voted on an Arab-supported resolution by the United Nations that's demanding an immediate humanitarian ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war in the Gaza Strip. During this war that started with Hamas's surprise invasion of southern Israel, about 1,200 people were killed, while 250 others were taken hostage. Since then, the Gaza Health Ministry reports that more than 29,000 Palestinians have been killed in Israel's military offensive, which doesn't distinguish between civilians and combatants, although the majority are said to be women and children. Fourteen countries voted on the UN's resolution today, while the United Kingdom abstained. The final vote was 13 to 1, reflecting the wide global support for ending the war. However, one country vetoed the resolution, the United States. Instead of supporting it, the U.S. circulated a rival U.N. Security Council resolution that would support, quote, temporary ceasefire in Gaza as soon as practicable. It's aimed at releasing all hostages and lifting all restrictions on the delivery of humanitarian aid. It is day three of an atmospheric river's influence in California, and moderate to heavy rains continue to plague the state. But what are atmospheric rivers, you may ask? They are long regions in the atmosphere that transport water. According to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, the water vapor they carry is roughly equivalent to the average flow of water at the mouth of the Mississippi River. So when they make landfall and release all that water, they can cause extreme flooding. And that's what California has been dealing with since Sunday. Rainfall totals are approaching double digits in the mountains north of Santa Barbara, and another day of periodic downpours and isolated thunderstorms could make conditions worse. Debris flows and mudslides have already occurred, including in Los Angeles, and high water, mud, and debris forced the closure of numerous roads in central and southern California. The threat of additional flooding will last into tomorrow. To your local news, in New York City, the Citywide Administrative Services is encouraging residents who are interested in applying for the civil service exams to do so before the deadline, which is next Tuesday, February 27th. Some of the exams open for everyone include exterminator, paralegal aide, school business manager, bricklayer, and police officer. Those who wish to apply are asked to complete the process online by going to nyc.gov slash exams for jobs. Again, that's nyc.gov slash exams for jobs. To the D.C. area, this month marks four years since Mayor Muriel Bowser signed a law naming Go-Go the official music of Washington, D.C. For this reason, D.C. hosts Keep the Beat Week around this time of year, allowing residents to attend family-friendly events that highlight local Go-Go talent and the district's commitment to preserving the legacy and culture of Go-Go. The first event that started off Keep the Beat Week of 2024 was the Go-Go Honors, held over the weekend, where prominent musicians of the genre were given awards for their contributions to Go-Go. This was done in conjunction with the Go-Go Museum and Cafe, which is scheduled to open this April in Southeast D.C. For more events from Keep the Beat Week this week, visit mayor.dc.gov. Again, that's mayor.dc.gov. In today's weather, it's currently about 37 degrees in New York and 49 degrees in D.C. 
That's all for your headline news this hour. For WPFW Washington and WBAI New York, I'm Darnia Samuels. Please be safe and thank you for listening.